God damn it again? Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. Dude, God. But well, we know what needs to happen now. No, 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 no. 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 Fuck you. Fuck you. No. No. This time, I'm in control. No. This time, I know. I'm. This is what I'm doing. Ready, future David? Go. Also, could we get Disney and the WWE to sue us? <laughs> yes. I'm sure we could. Good times. Yeah. There we go. So now don't you guys feel better? Trust in my judgment. So, so no. this, that music is from uh, a tag team called Too Cool that did really generic hip-hop dancing, and they got super over for how silly it all was. Yeah. And one of the guys, uh, Scotty Too Hottie, uh, stopped wrestling and became a fucking jacked uh, firefighter. And he just like came back not too long ago and just wrestled one match and was just like, yeah, he, he's just devoted to firefighting now. Wow. He could come yeah. back, but he's just he just loves fighting fire. He fight, does he fight fire with fire? He fights fire by being hot fire. <laughs> well, that's as good a way as any to get us back into undergoof paralysis. Is that right? Am I remembering <laughs> oh, it correctly? You, you've remembered it correctly from the one minute in, in between this recording <laughs> shut, and the shut other. Up, shut up. You're breaking kayfabe. I'm David. I rule schools. Except I don't. They're municipal and belong to the government. Over there, somewhere in the land of Ohio, is Brandon Patrick, a.k.a. Dead Pallet. Uh, yeah, I'm Dead Pallet. I write horror stories, and I'm a butt plug enthusiast. I, yes. Did you get any new ones in the one minute that we were away? No, but I put one in in the one minute that it took. Okay, how's that feel? Uh, it's nice and plug. Snug. Make sure you're make sure you're snug in your plug. Your plug is snug. Snug as a plug in a rug. <laughs> and also, um, uh, I'm uh, the next form of Alan Cheney. Um, Al Giga Chaga Giko. Um. Uh. Now I am Chaga Giko the Risen. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, and we're back with Turn It Off, which was a patron's poison submitted to us by Summer McKinney. Uh, thank you, Summer. Uh, why did you send up this story? This is one of those where there wasn't really an explanation given. Like, some, sometimes they, uh, they, when these get sent to us on Choose Your Poison, uh, they are, there's usually something behind it. But this was just kind of thrown out there for us to read. Uh, I don't know what the reasoning is yet. Summer, if you could explain, we that would be cool. If not, don't worry. Uh, you're just getting our raw interpretations of it. And so far, my interpretation is boring. Yeah. But maybe it'll pick up here in the second half. Maybe. Let's see what happens. I... I'm going to just straight up jump right in. Oh, except uh, this is... Uh, who's talking here? I thought you'd already come back. I said immediately. I wasn't the type to let this thing slide with an, oh, it's nothing. What? He He replied. Someone walked by me and was messing around with the rope swing. Who was it? I don't know. Are they still around? I don't know. I had my eyes closed and was laying just there. I pointed. But then I heard you shout... So I looked around, and there was nothing here. I heard them walk by my head. I felt a bit sick. I don't know. I had my eyes closed, and I was laying there on my back, bending over, giving myself a goof in the mouth. <laughs> Look, calm down a second. Chris began. 
it's the middle of the day. We're 30 feet from my house, and even if it was a person, so what? It's just some public woods. Anyone can come through here. That made some sense, and he was right about it being public. But then, but then, where were they? I glanced around one more time, however. The trees quickly layered up, and I couldn't see far at all. I guess it was possible for me to lose track of someone here in, in a short distance. Okay. I said. Man, I can stay alone in the house for weeks on end, but I can't handle a short walk through the woods on a summer's day. And that's why you need to... That's why I brought you. That's why you've brought some muscle. Declared, Jesus Christ! Declared Chris, wielding the lantern above his head, and I laugh. Oh, we spent the day walking around the forest, <laughs> and returned to the tent to get some water when we were too hot. Super. We talked about school and what our plans were for the future. We talked about dreams we'd had and ghosts and creatures that lurked in the dark. And other vague things without elaborating on what they actually are, what our dreams actually are, what the ghosts and creatures were. Neither of us were too scared of things like that, but they made for good camp uh, camping stories. What? You guys have just, like, you've told us how much of a chicken shit you are. Like, explicitly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chris told a particularly good one of a woman who lived in the woods. She had the head of a cat, and if you heard her me meow, that meant she was trying to find you. If she stopped meowing, it signifies you were found, and she was quickly making her way towards you. It made my skin crawl a little, and we stopped telling stories soon after that. It made your okay. skin creep instead of crawl instead of creep this time. If this story just ends with a woman with the head of a cat... I take back everything we said about this story. <laughs> oh, man. The light of day eventually faded, and it was getting hard to see. So we headed back to the tent for the night. The impressive heat during the day had killed our appetite, so we left the food for now and decided we'd eat it in the night if we got hungry. Chris hung the electric lantern at the front of the tent, flicking it on as he did so. It was surprisingly bright, and spilled a yellow light onto the ground and onto the trees that faced us. The warm glow looked dramatic, but whatever was beyond the light was hidden in blackness. Our immediate area was clear, but after a few paces, the light seemed to stop dead. It looked weird. Chris ducked under the tent opening, and I followed him. The sleeping bags looked inviting as the heat from earlier had gone, and it was too cold for shirts and shorts. We got inside and took the lantern with us. Can you hear meowing? I said, my head tilted as I strained to hear. Yeah, I can hear some bullshit, too. God, fuck this story. (laughs) Chris smiled and zipped up his sleeping bag. Are you saying meow? (laughs) (laughs) Did you wear a cat just now? Damn thing haunts me. Damn, I thought I had him. Oh well. I zipped up my own pack and we laid there tacking for a little while. And then the exhaustion of such a hot summers hit us and we fell asleep. Hit them hard and they lost consciousness. Oh my god, it's going to be a fucking cat lady. It's going to be a cat lady. I love Please how they, be a, they set it be up. a cat lady. They set it up like 60% into the story that it's going to be a cat lady, and then it's it's going to be a cat lady. That is so baffling. They don't mention that at all earlier. Yeah. I, uh, Anyone uh, else profoundly bothered by how ridiculous this is? I, I, it, I, is it is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I, that's why I'm kind of like just not... I'm really not feeling this story. I'm really not. I kind of just, like, I don't think it's... David, 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 how dare you? What? 9.3. You gotta respect the score. It's a 9.3. It's a 9.3 on (laughs) creepypasta.com. No shit. Yeah. Shut down! 
give us your give us your email so we can send you more bullshit about cathead ladies. <laughs> I had a dream that we were walking to Chris's house again, but there were more trees than before, and it was getting dark very quickly. At least you're having a dream and nothing is actually fucking happening. <laughs> Just like um, real life. I blinked, and suddenly it was night, with the forest sprawling in every direction. The rope swing hung in front of me. I turned around, and Chris was gone. I heard a creak behind me. A feeling came over me like I'd missed a step on the stairs. For some reason, I couldn't turn around. I started walking straight ahead, and the rope swing soon came into my view again. I was aware I was in a nightmare. The rope swing slowly lifted itself up into the trees, and I watched it disappear. Now that I was aware I was in a dream, I could lucid dream. I started jerking off Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> I started looking for fingerprints. Any, anyone going to take me up on that? Anyone going to take me up on that? Oh, man. I know the joke. The Animaniacs. Uh, yeah. No, no. Fingerprints. Sure. Fuck. The rope swing slowly lifted itself up into the trees, and I watched it disappear. I walked over and stood beneath where it had been, and there was a rustle above me. As I lifted my eyes to the canopy, a black figure with the head of a cat came hurtling downwards with its mouth open, horrifically wide. Wow. One of its teeth touched my left eye, and I tore myself awake, gasping as I sat up in the tent. My back was damp with sweat. My knees weak. <laughs> <laughs> my palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. There's vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. And Chris was asleep next to me. The lantern was still on. And I could see our backpacks at the end of the tent. I thought they were rucksacks. Sure. I took a moment to breathe and then let myself lay back down, my head thumping on the floor a little too hard. Oof. I winced and reached for the bottle of water to my side, downing a few mouthfuls. I couldn't fall asleep with the glow of the lantern on my eyelids. Um, so I sat up and searched the tent for it. I quickly realized the light was coming from outside. Chris? I said, still confused from sleep. He mumbled something in reply. Chris, where's the lantern? Uh, somewhere. He said slowly and sleepily before turning over. Giving himself a goof. <laughs> here, here, uh, take the take the next uh, take the rest of the paragraph, uh, Brandon. Okay. Uh, looking around again, the light was obviously coming from outside. I weighed up the options: either some murderer had snuck into our tent and done nothing, but take the lantern outside. So clearly, he's not a murderer. No, 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 David. It, it's unrelated murders. A murderer who Excuse murdered me, can, other people. Can I borrow your lantern so I could go murder a different set of people? Yes, precisely. <laughs> or we didn't actually bring it into the tent and I had remembered wrongly. I That sounded more convincing, so I knelt by the tent door and unzipped it. From the opening, I looked around. It wasn't immediately obvious where the glow was coming from. Why couldn't I see it? I looked up. The lantern was resting 20 feet up in the air, hanging in the dark. Goosebumps swept across... <laughs> goosebumps... Swept across Cra America is one of the most popular children's book series by R.L. I was going to say goosebumps crept across my skin. And I zipped up the door before shaking Chris. Chris, please wake up. He heard the urgency in my voice and sat up. What, what, what's wrong? Chris said, rubbing his eyes. The lantern's hanging outside. But I brought it in. He assured me. I felt sick at my as my reasoning broke. We both looked at the front of the tent. There's a lantern in the percolator. <laughs> we should, <laughs> we should go back to the house. I said, my resolve buckling... I was just a kid in a forest whose parents were away. I'm not walking through the dark. 
I, I, uh, he replied. Chris was now looking worried. We've got a lantern. A capital L lantern. I stopped Maybe making... it's the Green Lantern guy. <laughs> <laughs> through brightest day, through blackest night, I stopped myself. We looked at the front of the tent again. We couldn't sit there forever. We were going. We were getting scared as we sat there doing nothing. So this was the plan. We weren't going back to sleep. We would get the lantern back somehow, leave everything here, and spend the night in Chris's house. I am feel nothing. Yep. What? I Ugh. just hated being the one to go first. I wanted to turn back, even just crouching by the tent entrance. Unzipping the fabric door, I looked around. Nothing. I peered over the tent behind us. Nothing in sight. Literally nothing. Everything was black outside of the light. I took a step out, and it was cold. Chris said the same as he stood right by my side, looking over his shoulder. He turned back and saw the lantern in the air. Oh, my God! Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. We stood there looking at her for a few seconds that seemed to crawl by. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> that seemed to crept by. Eventually, I worked out which tree it was hanging from. Okay, so if it was hanging from a tree, why didn't you say it was hanging from a tree? Tree. Like, they, they kind of implied that it was just hanging in midair, right? Hanging from a tree. Right? I guess. Yeah. Um. The rope broke the swing at my feet. Conf- the broken rope swing at my feet confirmed it. Way up out of reach, the lantern hung above our heads, tied to the other end of the rope that still dangled from the darkness. I couldn't work it out. It was high up, too high up for even a ladder. Let's take a moment. Sit right there. Um, <laughs> this. This is not a bad concept, but it's not so immersive. Drawn out. It's not so immersive. drawn out and boring. The execution is not great. The idea of your lantern being stolen and then hung up a tree is, is pretty gold, you know? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Again, the story has like nuggets of good ideas. And nuggets Cat of lady? good writing. Cat lady? Yeah, you yeah. just can't. Nuggets, nuggets of pretty good descriptive writing, but it... yeah, uh... the trees were thin and bare beside the leaves that made up the canopy. There was no climbing to. There was nowhere to climb. I don't know where that T is capitalized. Picking up the length of the rope that had snapped off earlier, I bundled it up and tied a knot and aimed it at the lantern. I took a step back and jumped, tossing it over into the air. It caught the lantern on the side and sent it swinging. It threw shadows rocking around us. I suddenly wished it hadn't hit it. The light made the shadows lean from side to side with the lantern. The horrible, unnatural swaying made me panic, and my eyes became wet as fear took a solid hold of me. I picked up the rope again and lobbed it desperately at the lantern. I missed, and the bundle of rope sailed off into the darkness. Hopelessly, I turned to Chris, who had already grabbed his backpack. He span around, span around, and threw it with a yelp, and it hit the lantern dead on. It fell and thudded to the floor with a crack, but the light was still on. I ran to pick it up. What kind of lantern are we talking about here? I assume it's like an electric lantern? Yeah. I'm guessing. Um, I turned to Chris and almost cried with relief. Okay, go, 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 let's go. I urged, Oi, oh, let's go, and he started jogging quickly towards his house as I followed. We half hey. ran. Oh, let's go. Go. Hey, hey. oh. Oh. Let's go. Let's go. Ba, 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 ba. 
It's pronounced K-ish. We half ran, half stumbled off into the dark, checking over our shoulders and working ourselves up as our thoughts were consumed by everything that may be waiting in the trees for us. I don't know how long we were moving, but it soon became apparent that Chris's house wasn't in this direction. For God's sakes, where is it? Chris said, tension taking hold of his voice. We'll have to find the tent and try again. A couple of tears were forming at the corners of his eyes. They were probably on mine, too, but my heart was something so hard I didn't notice. Okay. I took a breath and we turned around, heading in a straight line directly behind us. What if we didn't find the tent? I couldn't stop myself thinking that over, uh, thinking that over and over as we retraced our steps. We walked for what seemed like twice as long before the light finally fell on the side of the tent. Okay, guys. Okay. If this is a woman with a cat head, 9.3 is not a high enough score. (laughs) 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 Because I would never in my life feel so thoroughly fucked by a story. (laughs) Uh, We ran up. Retracing our steps. Cat head bump. (laughs) We ran up and stood close to its side, looking around to try and figure out which direction we should go. The silence was like the build-up of a nightmare. Right before some horrible thing lurches out at you, screaming. The comparison made me gag, and I scrunched my eyes shut, the hair on my skin lifting. My temples were so hot it felt like my brain was thudding against the inside of my skull. See, this is some pretty good fucking writing. Yeah. I couldn't begin to guess where the house was. We could see about ten feet from the lantern, and then pitch black. There were no clues. Every direction looked wrong. Chris took the lantern from me and walked in a small circle, straining his eyes to try and see. I stayed put. Chris, turn it off. I whispered to him hurriedly. What? He asked. I'm sorry, that's me. I stepped quickly and quietly towards him, bringing my face to his. There's something in the tent. Bringing my face to his, we kissed passionately and goofed for 20 minutes. <laughs> Is it my turn to read? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. His gaze shifted past me towards the tent, and he stood there staring. We were standing on the left-hand side of the tent, and from this angle, I could see about, just about see the unzipped door hanging open, but I remembered leaving it that way, so that wasn't what was making me clench my teeth together. A few, a few feet away, my rucksack sat outside on the dry earth with the food I had packed, now neatly arranged, trailing from it. The sleeping bags were also nicely laid out, end to end, making a line of our belongings leading into the mouth of the tent. It took a careful step forward so the light I took a careful step forward so the light could pass more easily through the fabric. It couldn't have been a trick of the light. Something big and dark was obviously crouched with what I guessed was its front facing the open door. I hated myself for not seeing it sooner. It didn't move at all or seem to breathe. It just sat waiting for us to investigate the display it made. See, that's a cool image. Yeah, it's that's great. Actually, that's actually really cool. But, uh, they arranged all of our items, our sleeping bags, our rucksacks, our juice cartoons. <laughs> turn, turn it off. I whispered again. Chris continued staring, deaf to me. Chris! I pleaded in a whisper. A voice from nearby joined in. Chris. You got you got to do it like um, uh, Wesker from Resident Evil Five. Chris. Chris. I almost did it like Goldman instead. Chris. 
dogs of the AMS. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen uh, House of the Dead 2, it is a masterpiece. Please be safe, oh, G. Oh, it's so good. Please be safe, G. Uh, should I be reading this part? Or, okay. Go for it. We both heard it, and the blood fell in our veins. It came from the tent. A slow, strained rasp of a voice that sounded like a parrot copying a new word. The sound clicked across my skin and crept into my ears. The light flicked off with a click that was too loud. Chris grabbed my shoulder, and I clenched my fists closed painfully tight. We stood there in complete darkness. I didn't want to move, and I don't, didn't want to stay. My brain fought for control as my, le- as my legs waited for a decision rooted in place. We breathed shallow, quick, quiet breaths, blackness pressing on our eyes like water. Sweat ran down my neck. I couldn't see the tent. Chris, something said. Turn it off. My stomach flipped inside out as, uh... I could swallow my pride. I can choke on the rind. (laughs) <laughs> the lack thereof would leave me empty inside I could swallow my doubt, turn it inside out as find nothing but faith in nothing as the thing in the tent played with my words I quickly grabbed Chris's hand yanking him in the opposite direction I ran like I never had before Chris's legs thudding alternately with mine the sprint continued for about a minute we lost ourselves as we ran through absolute darkness I absolute where we darkness, were. all that I see I forgot where we were and I couldn't see what was in front of my face I ran head on into a tree and my forehead struck its side with a sickening hollow knock sparks lit up inside my eyes as I choked back the pain (laughs) (laughs) it hurt so much I couldn't breathe Chris tried to pull me on but I buckled to the floor on my knees and and threw up as I collapsed onto my back my head went numb Chris lifted me up. So his knees were weak? So his knees were weak, and there is potentially vomit on his sweater. Already? Yeah, mom's spaghetti. Huh. (laughs) Betty's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready. No, he doesn't. Um, You go. Your go, your go. Uh, please don't stop. Please, please, please. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop pleading to me. Um, please don't stop. Please, please, he begged. I couldn't reply. Please, please keep going. I forced my legs to take my weight as I locked my knees upright, leaning on Chris. Um... My body felt empty, and a little blood rolled down my forehead and into my brow. I wiped it away as I tried to grasp the situation again, but the pain was too much. I... wait. I can't. Wait, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I begged. Just wait. Just wait. We stood together in the inky woods, but we could have been anywhere. I couldn't see Chris as he huddled next to me, but it didn't feel like darkness. It felt like someone had wrapped my head in a blanket. Is the story still working now that we're here? Um, a little like, bit. Because, like, it's clunky still, but at least now something's happening. Yeah. Um, Okay. Neither of us said a word as we waited, but our breathing was loud, and I wondered from what distance it could be heard. Reality began to return to me, and the pain was now just about bearable. I straightened up, grasping at what was uh, happening. The pins of fear sank into me a second time, and I started counting in my head. One minute passed without any sound in the world. The wind was dead. The birds might be, too. Another minute went by. I continued counting. Cat lady probably ate all the birds. Three minutes. We were still alone. Even... What was it even looking for us? Maybe it had crunched all their heads and left their bodies in the tent. I don't know. Cats do that. I reached for Chris's arm in the dark. He jumped when I touched it, but I steadied him with the other. He was still holding the lantern. Good. 
We had light on our side. Now, if only we could use it. We went over the events hurriedly in my mind. The lantern was hanging from a tree. We got out of the tent, then couldn't find our way home. By the time we returned to the tent, something was in it. But then why did it take the lantern and do nothing while we slept? If it was sheer luck that we were alone when we were trying to get the lantern, I wondered just how small the possibility was of us getting a second chance. Hoo boy. I stayed silent for a moment and then whispered as best I could. Chris, we need to turn on the lantern. We need to fucking get away from here. We can make a run for your house, but we need to see. No, please. We have to stay here. Chris tried to whisper, too. We can wait for morning if we have to. You just can't turn it on. I could hear in his voice that a sob was breaking through. Just keep quiet. You fucking have to, please. I parted my lips to try again, but as I did, I heard something. I parted my lips to goof in my mouth. (laughs) A very faint clicking sound from somewhere in the dark. It was almost inaudible, but it was there, an irregular stuttering clicking sound. It sounded fingernails on a wooden table, and it was moving. It came from in front of us. I was sure of it. A steady click, clack, click filled my ears. File, yeah, filled my ears. As we tried ga- as we tried gauge the distance, it was drawing closer. Click, click, clack. It stopped. I was glad for the first time in my life that I couldn't see what was waiting in the dark. Perhaps that meant we were also hidden. As my thoughts uh, fired off in every direction, I gave the thing in the darkness the image of the cat-headed woman, and it terrified me. I was just waiting to hear that meow, but my ears were met with something else. Chris. I tensed my throat and tried not to cry. Chris. So, is that... I think that's the cat thing. Oh, am I the cat? Am I the cat thing? I think you're the cat. Okay. Oh no! Wait, that was that was uh, Protag. Oh yeah. Chris. Oh no! It's just it, oh, next paragraph says it said his name twice though. Oh okay. So Chris, Chris. It said his name twice, and I cut my hands over my mouth. The horrible scraping dialogue sounded a few steps away. The words were oddly with. Uh, were said oddly with no meaning behind them they were just sounds that this thing had picked up and now was using to catch us out in the dark Chris let off my hand and I heard his foot plant softly on the grass behind him as he prepared to run don't you dare I tried to project into his mind oh no that's you don't you dare. I tried to project into his mind. Don't you make a sound. Chris, please. How do we it's feel a... about this? Uh... Chris? Uh... I like okay. that it's hidden, but I'm totally Here's... thinking of Cat Lady still. Here's what would make this a perfect 10 for me. If this monster was his patio umbrella. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the talking umbrella. It's okay. So why is the click clacking if it's like forest dirt? I don't Does, you know. really know. L O L O L. Uh, you want? I think it's your turn, Alan. It sounded so wrong. It got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. It Drawn sounded out like so door. wrong. <laughs> Drawn out like a door, another runner in the night. Um, <laughs> Drawn out like a door slowly opening. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, Chris let out a whimper as it called him. I froze and waited for something, anything to happen. There was a long silence, and I held my breath for as long as I could. I couldn't wait anymore. Very slowly, I reached out to Chris and put my hand on his shoulder. And very carefully, we both lifted our feet and managed to step without making a sound. We backstepped away from the voice and didn't stop moving. But ever so carefully. So, so slowly. I didn't care how long it would take us to get somewhere. If it took us an hour every step, we were going to get out. 
Chris backed into a tree and gasped audibly. The clicking started up immediately. Click, click, clack, click. Up on the house, stop, click, click, click. Um, it rolled on, consistently moving towards us. I didn't know what to do. All I could think of was to screw my eyes shut and try not to scream. To screw your eyes shut? <laughs> no, that's that's when you're fucking a girl really good and, and you know, and she's like, it's so good she can't keep her eyes open. Yes. Put one of those put one of those like anime faces right there. It's I. As we stood there, the clicking came to a stop an arm's length away from where we stood. Silence. Chris, turn it on, please. Fear took over. Chris switched on the light and tore off in the other direction without looking behind him. I wheeled in place and held the lantern in my sight like nothing else existed. We didn't dare look at the thing, but we could hear it. Our footsteps thudded on the grass, and the thing pursued us with a tap-tap-tap, now like a scurrying little claws on hard earth. As I ran desperately to catch up to the light, the sound suddenly rose up behind me and over our heads uh, in between the trees. It wasn't happening. It was... This wasn't happening. It was going to drop down on us. Turn! I screamed. I didn't care anymore. If we were going to get out with our lives, we were going to have to run for them. If we were going to get out with our lives. That's a weird sentence. We suddenly changed course. The tapping stopped for a moment, long enough for us to gain a few feet before it came in our direction again. My legs were cramping horribly, and Chris was gasping hard. We couldn't keep this up. Where were we? I saw the light from the lantern come to an abrupt halt up ahead. I didn't have time to stop and brace myself to thump into Chris, for the light passed beneath my feet. He had dropped the lantern. I turned my head and watched it recede in... Huh? He had dropped the lantern. I turned my head and watched it recede into the darkness. It was immediately too far for me to go back. The thing would be on me in a second. Oh, okay, so he ran past the lantern and kept going. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, so I, I don't think we addressed this. Why Why did they decide to camp out and not stay in Chris's house? I did. Because they're... Dumb? Because Chris is a cat person in disguise. <laughs> What if secretly Chris is the cat person? Ooh, maybe. Chris, I was crying, and oh, is this me? Why not? I think it's me, maybe. Yeah, it's you. Go ahead. I was crying and wiping my tears away from my cheeks as I ran, preparing for my face to connect with a tree any moment. Keep going, I heard Chris from up ahead. There's a lot. Over, over at the Frankenstein place. I was about to do the same thing. Alan, internet high five. Yep, got it. My, my vision was bleary. These weak arms are heavy. My vision was bleary from tears, but I could see it. An orange glow hanging in the air in the distance. Another one? Was it happening? What was happening? I wanted to scream at him to avoid it, but I realized it was a streetlight. My legs felt like I was running through water, but I pushed them harder with a goal in sight. Gradually and painfully, the light drew closer, as did the clicking. Thing is, this thing could move like nothing I knew. I saw Chris's figure pass underneath the streetlight, and then I saw he was gone. Don't stop. Then he was gone again? Don't stop? I yelled as I approached the edge of the forest. My legs adjusting to the forest floor gave way to solid footing. I could see a row of more street lights heading off to the right. And Chris's figure was passing regularly underneath each. When I was sure I was completely out of the trees, I didn't stop. I ran for several more streetlights, putting as much distance as I could manage between us and the edge of the woods. I realized after a while that the clicking had stopped. I needed to see I needed to see we were okay. 
I turned my head and looked back along the roll of lights, keeping my gaze on the first light. My pace slowed as my as the pain in my head and legs came back. There was silence once more, and the lights revealed an empty pathway. I jogged on and kept my eyes on the glow, expecting to see something at any minute, but it lit up nothing but concrete and the edge of the road. Uh, is it there? The question pulsed in my mind over and over. As I turned my head to continue catching up to Chris, I caught sight of something pass under the first street light. An almighty shock went through me as my fears were confirmed. Oh God, it's a cat. I let out a cry and picked up the pace once more, sprinting between the lights. The image was burned into my mind. I hardly caught a glimpse of the thing, but it was white and massive. It almost brushed the streetlight as it went under it. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> it had a, that is tall. Uh, it had a long, upright body full of kinks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like it had just unfolded itself. And that's all I was able to tell. It must have had a face and limbs, but I didn't have time to see. That's a really hey. weird-looking cat. Hey, yeah. I used to play bass for White and Massive. <laughs> <laughs> I actually starred in White and Massive. I didn't look again. The path gave way to more lights, and soon I could see the glow of windows and some houses on either side of the road. I recognized where we were, close to my house, by some miracle. A little, a little further, and we would be there. My house! I yelled, and Chris listened, turning left into a side street and dashing down. With panic on my side, I reached the turning and looked down the road to see Chris jumping the fence into my garden. Our house. In the middle of our house. Our house. <laughs> in the middle of our house. It's a Russian, it's a Russian nesting house. Uh... And so, anyone so, on the on the Game Grumps channel, they uploaded a video just called Our House. Watch it. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, is anyone else theorizing that maybe they're going to go back to his house and there's going to be a different monster there? Maybe the sure. cat monster. Maybe the cat lady's going to be there. Because this thing is white and massive, and the other thing was, you know, smaller than the backyard fence, right? Presumably. Yeah. And it was probably black. Because, you know, a dark well, color, because it was blending into the darkness. Yeah. As opposed to something that is all white, which would stand out. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, okay, I'm kind of... I'm still kind of down to see where this goes. I'm hoping there's a payoff. 9.3. Don't fail me 9. now. 9.3. Hey, in this second half, we, hadn't got, we haven't had any repeat paragraphs. That's good. Um, should I keep going, or... Where? That, that's a, that is a low benchmark, man. You know, the story's good. It doesn't repeat exact paragraphs over <laughs> and over again. We have sunk to so many lows on this show. Hurry up! I heard him scream. Reaching the fence, I planted my hands on top, hoisting myself over and shredding my elbows in the process. My ankles stung as I thudded into the garden and sprinted towards the kitchen door. Chris stepped aside, gasping for air as I fumbled the key into the lock and wrenched it sideways. We both flew into the kitchen and slammed the door behind us. I locked it from the inside, and we both sprinted upstairs into the bathroom, locking it behind us. Oh, we're back to this again. What was what was that? I managed to say in a panicked whisper, wondering if it would get in. Did you see it? No. Chris crouched under the window, letting tears roll. Shit, it was so tall. It it was... I couldn't... Don't tell me. Sorry, that was... Wait, no, shit. Fuck. Don't tell me. Chris cut me off. I... I mulled it over, again and again, as we sat there. Minutes slowly ticked by into hours. My head was fizzing all the while, and I could still hear its voice. That disgusting voice. My elbows and forearms were sticky with blood, and we both looked at the floor. The occasional sob coming from the two of us, our hearts banged in our chests, and we spent the night that way. Having a little goof in the bathroom. 
We we goofed to pass the time. Uh, the light streamed in from the window, but we didn't unlock the bathroom door until noon. Uh, we crept downstairs. The kitchen door was still unlocked, and nothing was in the house. I looked out the living room window. Another perfect day. No people walked by. The sprinklers were on, and I could hear birds again. It helped to calm our nerves. That tent can stay there. I said it last. Yeah. Chris agreed. Uh, We stayed in the living room with the TV off all day. We didn't know what to do and talked about if we should call the police or something. The day crawled by as we tried to rake our thoughts together to think of what to do next. But all that went through my mind was about what had happened, not what we should be doing. By the time it was dark, at about 9 p.m., the phone rang. It was Chris's parents asking if, he, if I had seen him and they were getting worried. They had just got back out from out of town. I let them know he was okay and asked if they could come and pick us both up from my house because something had happened. They wanted to know what, but I said we'd bo- both tell them when we got here. They said they'd be here soon. Relief washed over us as adults were on their way to make everything well right. They would believe us. We didn't lie about those things. Even if they were skeptical, they at least believed that some dangerous animal was in the forest and that was good enough for us. The British skeptical. With a C rather than a much yeah. cooler K. I went into the kitchen to get some juice from the fridge. and A cartoon of it. Yeah, a whole, cart- a whole juice cartoon. I realized I hadn't had a drink all day. I could hear water dripping in the sink, so I turned the faucet tighter and glugged some juice. As I headed towards the living room, the water started to tap again. I flicked the light on and realized it wasn't coming from the sink. Or anywhere in the room, for that matter. It sounded like it was coming from further away. I looked out into the garden and could just about see a fuzzy, tall silhouette leaning up against the back fence in the dark. Actually, the tapping sounded more like clicking. The figure slowly moved away from the fence and clicked across the grass towards the house. Please. Credit Credit to... to... No, go ahead. Polum Chill. Polum Chill. 9.3. We never figured out this monster's motivations in a way that we should know. No. Because why the fuck would it take out the uh, contents of the tent and hang the lantern up and not kill them if we're supposed to be getting that this thing is trying to kill them what if there were two different monsters one was in the tent and another one they said came from like in front of them I don't know that, mm, this is a weird story I'm not sure how I feel about it I uh, it seemed for a second like maybe it was going to finally pay off, but it sort of didn't. Nah, it didn't really have a huge payoff. So, yeah. I'm looking at the comments, and everybody seems really affected by it, so it's doing its job. I just don't... Yeah, they're they're all guests, though. It's all written by guests. Oh, no, I guess that's... They do have names and accounts or whatever. But they're probably young. I don't know how how the story could immerse you. A lot of people... Personally. Yeah. People are uh, complaining. Some people are complaining that the story ended too soon. I'm like, nah, it didn't end soon enough. And that's the problem. The biggest problem I have with the story is it just drags on forever yeah before anything remotely interesting happens you could truncate this a lot and get to your points quicker and have a stronger story that way see that's the thing is it's it always frustrates frustrates me when people say you don't want to give too many answers and it's like yeah but this your your thing should still follow a logic and this doesn't follow a logic of a predictable pattern of behavior for the monster right. or whatever it is. Yeah. There, there needs to be something that is internally consistent because it is 
taking on different behaviors at different times and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to know what it is or where it comes from or anything, but there there's so much so many questions that need answered. I'm Has anyone of... encountered this thing before? Because for some reason no one is outside in their neighborhood, which makes no sense. I'm Why is there no one around? I don't know. Why is weird. there no one around? Why bring up a cat person? <laughs> I'm really kind of bummed there wasn't a cat person. Like, it's dumb, but at least it, there would have been something that was kind of foreshadowed, you know? This is currently the number four pasta on the site. What? Really? Yeah. It, it... Of top-rated pastas. Oh, my God. Jorge Bonaldo says, I love this story. It had a great plot and a really good flow. All of those things are lies, Jorge. All of those things are incorrect. Yeah. It, it did not have a great plot, and it had a really bad flow. Sun, okay. Uh, do we want to give it our freshness ratings? I think we should give it our freshness ratings and then call it a night, at least in terms of this story. Um, I will give this... Um, I will give this a clickety-clack out of getting my sack. I will give this a goofing back and forth and ever out of turn it up. Yeah, I'll give this uh, the worm out of a possible rock bottom. uh, (laughs) People's elbow. I mean. Oh, boy. Um, Wow. Uh, Goof troop! Guys, we need to end this on a strong note. Like, I don't know how to end this on a strong note. Is it? Wait. Wait, do you hear that pulse of music coming from uh, the future? Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. We'll just let the dulcet tones of Powerline drown us out. That was my jam. Good night, everyone. And, uh, oh, yeah, season the system Disney. <laughs> I'm Andrew from Nothing New, a remake podcast, and this is my hetero life mate, Justin. What up, Andrew, and what up, world? Nothing New is a remake podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing film buffs together to talk cinema. So we pick a remake or reboot that we all watch and discuss it at length. Then we talk about the original. I love movies. Me too, buddy. Check us out on BetterViewNetwork.com or on iTunes. Nothing Nothing New, a remake podcast. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.